that was the most fun summer of my life. But at the same time, it's one that I would never want to relive or redo over again. That was mostly because that was like peak just partying and debauchery and trying to balance that with working a fairly high pressure job at the time. I'm Yuki, joined by my co-host Reggie, and you're listening to Modern Day Hippie, the podcast about doing drugs in a responsible, fun, and safe way to improve your life. Before we jump into today's episode, a quick legal disclaimer. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Our goal is to educate and inform others about the realities of substance use in an engaging format. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to attempt to recreate anything found in this episode or any of our other content. We are not confessing to any acts stated in this podcast. The content in this episode should not be treated as factual or real in any way. Now, with that, we hope you enjoyed today's show. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Yuki. On today's microdose, I want to talk about the effects of your environment on the drugs that you do, how often you do them, and ultimately the habits that might build around that. Of course, it's never a good thing to build any sort of habit around doing drugs. And I've been reflecting a little bit more recently on how the actual space that we exist in, whether it's the city you live in, the communities you're a part of, the people or the places that you hang out in, how strong of an effect those can have on the drugs that you're doing and how often you take them. This is something that I've more or less taken for granted for the last couple of years. And recently, it's just been more top of mind for me, I would say. What actually got me thinking about this was I recently watched one of those Vice YouTube documentary videos about drug culture. Usually, these videos are about the UK drug culture, because I think that's just where the journalists tend to be based. And the UK and London in particular are very much known for their culture of music and drugs and stuff like that. But this video in particular, they came out with it, I think, a couple of weeks, maybe a month ago at time of recording. And it specifically dives into the drug scene on the island of Ibiza. So in case you don't know, Ibiza is a small Spanish island in the Mediterranean Sea. And it's almost legendary for being this party island that mostly tourists will go to for a couple of days, maybe a week or two, and just party like crazy. The island is just dotted with these super clubs. People go to spend shit tons of money and, of course, do a ton of drugs while they're at it. In this video, the reporter essentially goes around the island and talks to different people throughout the hierarchy of the drug business on Ibiza. So everything from your street-level dealers all the way up to the guy from the Italian mafia who's pretty much running like the mafia's drug trade on the island of Ibiza. And even though the focus is on the actual business of the drug dealers and and how that looks like for them, it also spends a good amount of time talking about the actual drug culture and the lifestyles that are lived by many of the drug dealers on the island of Ibiza. Before we get any further in today's episode, I want to introduce you guys to something I'm calling the Gentleman's Agreement. So this is an agreement between me and you that states that Myself and Reggie, we put a lot of work into bringing this podcast to you and telling you about all of our stories and experience. All we ask from you, dear listener, is that you spend just a few seconds showing your support for the podcast. In particular, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, or any podcasting platform, if you can just very quickly unlock your phone, open your YouTube app, search Modern Day Hippie, 
and drop us a quick subscribe. That will go such a long way in helping us spread the knowledge and the good vibes. Let's keep it rolling. The first main point is the fact that most of these workers on the island are seasonal. They'll literally travel from other parts of Europe or even other parts of the world to work on Ibiza during the summer months when it's peak tourist season, when the partying's happening, when money's being spent. And they'll go to Ibiza, they'll make more money than they could at home. And then in theory, they'll and they'll go back home and get on with their normal lives. But throughout the Vice video, it becomes apparent that a lot of these small-time dealers who essentially say that like everyone who actually lives on the island during the season is a drug dealer of sorts, uh, a lot of them actually don't even do the drug dealing to make extra income. They really just use that money to number one, actually support their own parting habits on the island. So I guess it is a little bit of extra money, but it's not like money that's going to go back to their families or back home with them. It's just for them to maintain their own lifestyle of partying while they're working in Ibiza. And number two, it's so that they actually have their own personal supply of cheaper drugs to be able to take. The journalist lady interviews several of these lower tier drug dealers and she asks every single one if they actually partake in their own stash of drugs and without fail they each say like yes of course i do the only exception is one guy but that one guy is actually totally sober he doesn't do drugs at all which honestly good on him for avoiding that lifestyle but just the fact that these people they're getting ingrained into this lifestyle where they're not just there to work obviously they want to have fun and that's normal but they get into this habit because they're in an environment where partying is nonstop. It's like no matter what day of the week it is, there are people partying in Ibiza. And these people, they have to facilitate those parties by selling drugs or a lot of them are like bartenders or waiters. Uh, oftentimes, you know, they're up all night at parties and after parties and after after parties uh, and just kind of partaking in the scene, whether it's a little bit of the drug dealing business, but mostly it's also for their own fun. What this leads a lot of the seasonal workers to is they actually build these really negative habits around doing drugs. Like some of them tell stories of popping multiple pills of, I don't even know, they don't specify in some cases, I assume like ecstasy, but maybe some other shit uh, popping literally like 10 of these pills a night for weeks or months on end, which is just absolutely bonkers. And the issue becomes that some of these seasonal workers they will go back home after the main tourist party season dries up. But actually, a good amount of them will actually stick around in Ibiza, partially because they've really been sucked into this lifestyle of doing drugs and partying every single day of the week, which is just so unhealthy. And it's something that, like, yes, of course, it is a responsibility of these workers. They are ultimately deciding to take these drugs and live that lifestyle. But so much of it is as a result of the environment they're in. I mean, most average people will take on most of the traits of their environment, you know, like whatever is happening around you. If everyone is out partying every single night, then you're probably going to want to do the same. Granted, not everyone is like that, but it's, it's really only human to want to partake in what it seems like everyone around you is doing. I know this from firsthand experience because throughout my time in college, I definitely became a bit of a party animal. Um, I was going out a lot. I was partying a lot. And for me in college, that just meant drinking a ton of alcohol, which pros and cons compared to these substances that it sounds like a lot of these dudes in, in EBs are taking. But it very much was a culture that I got sucked into. And 
even if there wasn't anything happening on a night, it got to a point where I wanted something to happen. I was looking for an event to go to for an excuse to drink. Even if it ended up just being me getting shit-faced with my friends in our apartment, like playing video games or watching a movie, which turned into this very unhealthy habit at the time with me drinking pretty much incessantly and got to the point where if I knew there were big parties or events happening that I wanted to be at, that was like top priority for me. I mean, I would avoid any other responsibilities. I would avoid leaving town if I knew there was a big party happening just because I wanted to be there. I didn't want to have this FOMO. I didn't want to feel like I missed out on these you know, massive fun parties that were happening. You're at the club and the music is thumping, but you, you've got nothing left in the tank. So what do you do? Sniff some cacao. Yup, you heard that right. Sniff some cacao. It's the hottest new trend in the club and party scene. One bum-sized sniff of raw chocolatey powder contains the caffeine equivalent to a half cup of coffee, and boom, it hits instantly. And the best part is you can now sniff cacao anytime, anywhere. Right out in the open, in front of the DJ booth or the stage, even at the VIP table with your friends. Now, how does that happen without drawing unwanted attention? Snowgo's spring-loaded bump straws make it possible. These classy, triple-mirror polished bump straws are the safest, most discreet way to enjoy sniffing cacao. In fact, you've most likely already seen people wearing Snowgo's bump straws as pendants around their necks without even knowing it. Discover why sniffing cacao using Snowgo bump straws is being called the biggest revolution in partying since the invention of rock and roll. Jump on over to snowgostraws.com to learn more. That's S-N-O-G-O-S-T-R-A-W-S.com and use discount code MDH15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. Where this was actually most accentuated for me was I spent one of my summers during college living in New York City, and that was the most fun summer of my life. But at the same time, it's one that I would never want to relive or redo over again. That was mostly because that was like peak just partying and debauchery and trying to balance that with working a fairly high pressure job at the time um, that I was in New York for And what that ended up looking like was, you know, I would maybe be working until 8 or 10 p.m. or potentially even later. And then whether I went home or whether I went out, it was still just drinking until 2, 3, 4 a.m. That was also when I got into doing a little bit more cocaine. That was definitely not my peak coke season, uh, but it definitely helped keep things going. But it was because everyone I was hanging out with every night it's like let's go out for a drink whether it's a group of friends whether you're catching up with someone whether you're going on a date it's all alcohol 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 and it just never ends by the end of that summer i literally felt like a shell of a human like i had been chronically sleep deprived it's like my whole life was just oscillating between being super drunk and being hungover and it felt horrible and again this was something that was my fault like i could have said no to those things. I could have taken some time to myself, but I was really bad about doing that. And actually, I distinctly remember the first couple of days that I got to New York before I started this summer job, I knew that things were about to get really crazy. And so I remember a few occasions where I took even just two or three hours to myself, like in a park, let me just read a book to kind of charge my batteries because I knew that the next three months would just be absolute insane debauchery it's like i had planned for that it's like i had wanted it to be honest and by the time i got to the end the end of that i just felt so terrible about it it's funny because now looking at other cities that i've lived in even before i quit drinking alcohol i would still have those cravings to go out and do 
something fun to have an excuse to drink, but it was never anywhere near as strong as it was when I was either living in New York City or where I was in college, where it very much felt like I was just one small piece of this culture where everybody was partaking in that. All that to say, it's just especially important for us to be cognizant of the environments we put ourselves in, especially when we're taking drugs or there's any substances involved. Let's say if your main friend group is one that you're seeing every single weekend and you guys are just seshing super hard, whether it's on going out or doing various types of drugs, that might not be the best group to hang out with every single week. Obviously, still be friends with them, but just be a little bit smart. You know, Maybe have other people that you can do a little bit more relaxed things with or just give yourself other options. And what it really comes down to is just making yourself aware that there are other ways to have fun or to spend time. Because when you get sucked into these cultures of partying a lot, it seems like that's all everyone is doing. You know, you go out to the bars and they're fucking packed. It feels like the entire city is at these places. And that's just not true. Like logically, there will always be other people doing other things. And granted, everyone's a little bit differently. But so much of that is because of the stimuli and the environments that they're exposed to. So try to be more intentional about exposing yourself to different environments if you feel like you are building a little bit of a habit around any substance and just give yourself the opportunity to take breaks whether that means taking a little bit of time away from a substance or a friend group or a specific place or even just like a, a city that you're in like there's nothing wrong with that and in the long run that can really help maintain both your mental and your physical health and it makes it so that when you come back to that lifestyle or as you go in and out of it, you can actually enjoy it in a more responsible, safe, and fun way, which as you know, that's what we're all about here at Modern Day Hippie. That's today's microdose. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Truly, thank you for listening to the show. We seriously fucking appreciate it. If you want to help us out, just leaving a rating or a comment, you know the drill would be incredibly helpful. But more importantly, share the knowledge and the love with your friends. Make sure they're getting the information they need on this topic that is so underserved and underappreciated in today's society. We'll see y'all next week.